Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers, and welcome to episode number 33 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved so thanks so much for downloading and being here today this evening this weekend whenever you may be listening to this it's all good all good i just want to put a big thanks out to anybody that attended the trail maintenance day at dava it was awesome we had a good turnout and we got loads of stuff done and i know john and peter are quite happy there with what we achieved throughout the day just helping the trails just stay maintained, better neck, helping everybody enjoy them more. And thanks to everybody that got on social media and gave us a thumbs up and said thanks and and, and said how, how good the trails were looking and stuff. So thanks very much for that. I really appreciate it. So that's awesome. If I hear anything more about trail days and stuff like that, I will definitely keep you guys informed. If you want to come up and attend, that's awesome. It all helps. The more people, the more work we get done quite simply so it's it's all great and thanks to john for the uplift at the end of the day that was awesome also (laughs) brilliant now just a wee word folks um i have produced a range of mtb tribe race jerseys you've maybe seen the posts on social media if you want to support the show um, you can purchase the jerseys now there's only a few days left to order at the introductory price of 40 pounds they should be a wee bit more than that but i'm just doing this for the first run i'm keeping the the run very small so after kind of the start of next week they won't be available at that price anymore i'm not putting them on the website or on a web store or anything like that because i'm only ordering this amount at that price so afterwards they may be available there um, but they will be a wee bit more expensive now they are really good top quality really really nice and you can get your your own um, name on the back and your own number on the back if you want to personalize it a wee bit that's fine at no extra charge um, so £40 all in, postage included. If you do want a jersey, just PM me on social media or you can just send me an email via the website info at mtb-tribe.com and I will get back to you and we can get details and stuff sorted like that. So thanks folks for doing that. I really, really do appreciate it. So today's show, we are talking to Clockmore Extreme and Killian, the founder of Clockmore, just about what he offers the general public there. He's got loads on offer there as far as activities go and adventure goes. And it's quite an interesting story because it all started off the back of mountain bike guiding and mountain bike coaching and has grown into a really, really good, successful business for Killian. And um, the guy puts in so much effort and so much work into it and it shows you know it definitely shows and he's got another really cool thing there that he hires out and it's a pump track so you can hire this out for birthdays or for special occasions or anything like that and it's, it's a pump track that he takes there it's all staffed all insured and uh you can even get coaching there to learn you how to to pump better and, and use your bike and body and all that better Awesome, great to talk to Killian, really good to get him on the show and just see what's happening down around that area and what is on offer now for people throughout the summer and stuff is just going to be fantastic. So if you want to know more about Killian, obviously all these details are in the show notes so you can just get in contact through there. But 
get the podcast on, chill out for an hour and um, listen to what Killian has to tell us. He's a great story, he's a great lad and he offers a great facility there for all of us to use. We can all get involved and use it. Um, also, if you're keen on becoming a adventure guide or working in that industry, Killian has also got some great info on how to do that and how to go about that. So tune in folks, enjoy the show and I will speak to you afterwards. Hi, Killian. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. It's a great day here in the port. I'm not sure how you're getting it there, but how's things with you? Everything all right? All great, Gareth. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, bit bit overcast, quite cold out, and uh, the wind's starting to pick up here down on the east coast here. Um, but all good otherwise. Aye, so you've no waves anyway. It's not that bad. No, <laughs> not yet. Not yet anyway. <laughs> good stuff so here thanks very much for coming on the show um i really appreciate you coming on and i know we've been chatting back and forth a wee bit and we've been trying to get this organized and sort it but a few things have happened in the meantime and it's it's hard to it's hard to get two guys together sometimes you know i know it'd be it'd be completely different if it was a taxi and going for pints because <laughs> anybody would just drop and drop their hat and go but um yes we've been quite busy um Again, we're like passing ships in the night, but we've got a time and a date, and we're here now, thankfully. So, brilliant, good stuff, good stuff. So, Kellen, you work for a Clockmore Extreme um, Adventure Centre, really. Um, can you tell us a wee bit about what Clockmore Extreme is and what you do? Yeah, basically, um, we started the company about four or five years ago now, and it was just primarily just a mountain biking service and mm-hmm. um, through guided rides on the new mountain bike trails at the time here in Rush River. Um, and from that then, with my background in the outdoors, we very quickly progressed into doing multi-activity um, yeah. for all different types. We were getting just different inquiries in. Do we do the likes of rock climbing and things like that, which we didn't do at the time. And so what we just decided to do was sort of just take the plunge and see where it took us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so needless to say I had to spend a bit of money to buy more equipment than the mountain bikes that we had at the time and uh, just go from there so it, it rapidly then became a multi-activity centre um, which you know at, at the time it was because we were getting so many different inquiries in it was a bit of a no-brainer to go that direction um, and thankfully it's, it's, it's paid off yeah. So you're the let me just get this right now. So you're the founder of are you? Are you the owner, yes. Kellen? You are. Happy days, that's very good. Brilliant. Yeah. So you your background was um in a few different things. So just tell us a wee bit about your background and what you were kind of uh, involved in and why you wanted to go down the mountain bike route initially. Um, well it always always had a massive, massive interest in cycling and uh, road biking and mountain biking. Um, just through my local cycling club, Newry Wheelers. Um, and from that then, they had, during their winter months then, they had a mountain bike group that went out um, every weekend, to which I was invited to go along to on my first year of cycling. I was about 14, 15 at the time. Right. And, and from that, I wasn't even out an hour on the mountain bike. Um, and it was at a land of a mountain bike because I didn't have a decent one at the time. And I was just hooked straight away. And, and from that then, just at a young age, and the following year, then I started racing in the junior categories and cross country races throughout Ireland in the national point series. And um, never, unfortunately, had a 
a, a podium finish, but I um, I just I, I loved it regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, always turned up races. There was always a squad of guys going down to the mountain bike races, um, depending on where they were. And uh, I was always lucky enough, because I didn't drive at the time, I uh, was always lucky enough to get a lift to go to these races, which was great. Um, and then and from that, it just, just progressed into a hobby interest. And then um, I was lucky enough to... I went to uh, Newry, Newry Tech, Newry College, further in higher education and studied travel and tourism, and then went on to do another course, leisure and recreation and, and management. Mm-hmm. Uh, then was lucky enough to get work in a local outdoor pursuit centre here, and um, I worked for them for four or five years, probably more than that actually, probably six, seven years, and then from that I just sort of Got a, I've, I've always wanted to sort of work for myself yeah, and, and just sort of got that itch to to go out on my own. And it was a big, brave step. Um, I have a joinery background. Um, in between that, I served at times as a joiner. So I was looking to f- sort of fall back on the quiet times whenever I did start the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was able to fall back on the joinery, which was great. But um, it was it was hard to, to balance the two um, for, for quite a while. And then... It, it was just a, a matter of time before word got out then about Blackmore Extreme Adventures. Um, it did take quite a while, and you know, it was quite a lot of uh, quiet time in the outdoors. Um, yeah. Other than that, there, it's, it's just, I think it was just the, my want for it to progress and get better, and you know, more, more people aware. And then this whole big thing of social media came on. I suppose it was. A good time um, when Facebook started up and everything, and then all these businesses started creating Facebook profiles for themselves. And I would say, hands down, probably Facebook is the the one way that I was able to get word out about Clockwork Stream and you know searching for all different uh, business leads and things like that through schools and youth groups and colleges and and uh, local businesses for corporate team building days and all that mm-hmm. carry on. So, you know, I have been, I have been quite lucky, I have to say, and um, if it wasn't for some of the guys that, that work for me freelance-wise, um, I probably wouldn't be where I am now, but I, I, I do have them to thank, which is great. I have to say, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd be lost without them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it's, it's one of those things because I live in the coast here, so I see it every year of, you know, the the the, uh, the coast being super busy over June, July, August. Um, but it's it's very much seasonal, and I'm sure you find that yourself. And and what you're doing there is is it heavenly? Is it heavily seasonal, or is it is it not so bad now? Are you still getting work and and um, customers throughout the winter months as well? Yeah, yeah, it's um. It, it, it seems yourself. It is. It is extremely seasonal, and um, definitely your your busiest time of year would be from. I would say, me personally, our busy time from April right through to the end of September, and um, mid October, and then from that, probably from November right through to February, March. Then you'll get groups in drips and drabs, more so school groups and youth groups over the weekend mm-hmm. and things like that. There, but you tend then to keep them. Obviously, we don't have a, a, a tropical winter 
So um, we, we tend to try and do as much land-based activities with them. Um, they're more so they're, they're more residential-based, um, a lot of those groups throughout the winter months, which is good as well. Um, so you're, you're always going back to a nice warm centre and a nice warm cup of tea. But um, it is, yes, seasonal would definitely be uh, the way to put that. It's, it is hard, so you just have to work like crazy during the summer months and uh, get you through the winter month then. Yeah, so you're not falling back at this time. You're not falling back in your joinery background. You're you're just doing the the Clockmore Extreme full time now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, now there is there is the odd week, maybe one or two weeks in a row where where I'd be quiet and thankfully then have the joinery work to fall back on because there's nothing worse than sitting in the house yeah. twiddling thumbs waiting for the phone to ring. So, and um, no, I'm, I'm extremely lucky that way that you know I've, I've good mates out there. Um, who are building contractors and I'll just let them know whenever I'm free and if they have any work going yeah oh that's good which is brilliant and I'm really really appreciative of that um, but uh, then I'll come home from work in the evenings and sit in front of the laptop and catch up on any emails throughout the day and just try and draw business in then through our mailing lists and for, for the oncoming season yeah cool cool no and you know anybody that runs a seasonal business like that a lot of people think that it's awesome because they have maybe three months off in the year you know where they don't have to do anything but that them's the months you have to actually build your bookings and your clients for the following season so you never you never really get that much time off you know? no no the time off those days they're few and far between to be quite honest yeah there's no there's no let up no rest for the wicked yeah, and it's funny in that kind of environment because if you weren't to do a social post or you weren't to stay active throughout the week over the winter, people just automatically think that you've you've closed doors or you're finished or you've gone bust or it's crazy uh, the way social media's made I things. Know, you know, people will you know just automatically assume you know when, when they go on to your the likes of if you or I were to go on to a. Uh, uh, a business page on Facebook and see that they haven't put a post up in six months. You're going, oh, what's going on there? But um, no, it's, it's certainly not the case. There is times where maybe we haven't put anything up um, for a couple of weeks or whatever. But again, it's it's more just due to the fact that we're just too busy to do that there, or maybe we're just maybe concentrating on one social media account. Like our, our I would say, our Instagram account would be the most active account that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, on all three social media platforms um, Twitter and Facebook as well we also use um, but definitely um, more so Instagram we would uh, use and then we use Facebook for all our promotional stuff you know, mm-hmm. for sponsored posts and things like that there for the likes of our summer camps or our Easter camps now which we'll have coming up mm-hmm. um, for all the little kids and everything so it's, it's always great crack yeah cool so Kelly, what age were you, if you don't mind me asking, when you started going out on your own, when you decided to take that step and, and uh, be, go self-employed? That's a very good question. <laughs> um, what age was I? I um, I'm 32 now, so yeah, I was about 26, 27, and okay. six when I uh, decided to to take the plunge, as they say. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's been going for about six years or so there. Yeah, six, six years, and then it's. it's three, four years full-time. Yeah, cool. And was that quite a nervous step for you at that time, going from having a an income to 
just taking a leap of faith maybe and and stepping out and going that way or or had you that plan for quite a while before you done it no no it was uh it was basically what's behind door number one it was uh just it's just stepping out completely in the unknown um had nothing really planned you know long term or anything and again it just started off as a hobby and um just progressed from then and uh, as i say I, w- I was extremely lucky the way i have got so busy from that um mm-hmm. that the fact that i have joined really fall back on but and um, no i completely it was it was completely nerve-wracking um i uh, did have one or two sleepless nights over thinking <laughs> did i just make a good idea but no yeah it was it, it was um looking back now it was a no-brainer it was um you know i'm glad i done what i done and mm-hmm. no I'd, I'd, I'd strongly advise anybody i've had you know, I've, I've talked to quite a few people going you know ask me the exact same question and, and people wanting to start up their own different businesses whether it be opening a wee gym or whatever and you know i'd always strongly advise you know just make sure to expect the unexpected and um, mm-hmm. anything can happen but it's it's just a class of case of you don't know until you try you know mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm one of these people who if I didn't do it, I would be pulling my hair out, wondering what if, what if it did work, you know, yeah. what if it was really successful. So it, it, it's just, I think it's just grabbing the bull by the horns and just stop talking about it and just do it, you know. It's yeah, a, it, yeah. It is, it is, it is a hard step for um, for people to take, and um, and luckily I had good friends and family who supported me, and uh, but yeah, brilliant. Wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't look back. Yeah, awesome. Well, that that's great to hear. It's really good to hear, you know, kind of local success stories like that. And, uh, you know, you can read books on it and you can research it as much as you like and you can, you know, you can take this course and that course, but until you actually step out there and do it, physically put yourself in the market, you're never really going to know. No, exactly, exactly. And it's 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 all about being committed and, you know, just waking up in the morning straight onto the laptop or your computer and, you know, just trying to push for business, you know, sending emails, following those emails up with a phone call, you know, simple things like that. And it does, it's, it's just all about getting into people's heads and just reminding them that you're there, you know, and, and, and it works. It works. Just just the odd email every now and again. You know, I'm not saying going out and saying 500 emails every week to the same person because, you know, everybody gets junk mail and it's, it is quite annoying and frustrating. So it's, it's just all about just... It's just trying to find that happy medium, I guess, um, and like I said, just just trying to stay in people's heads because um, a lot of people do like to go to other places, and I can completely understand that. Um, but when they do that, then they tend to forget where they've been. So it's just it's just it's just just reminding people that you're still there and you're still operating. Them. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, definitely, it's it's uh, it's it's been a. A good success so far, as you say. It's it's good to know about local businesses helping support me. You know, working together with local businesses as well, like local restaurants and things like that. And for example, if I were to get a a, a corporate team building and doing a big team building day, mm-hmm. what I would do then is is book out one of the local restaurants for their their lunch or their dinner, and so yeah. they enjoy themselves at the end of the day and have a nice meal and couple of drinks afterwards and it's always just a good icebreaker as well and just something to look back on a bit of a debrief session with them and 
You know, it's 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 those enjoyable experiences that people look back on and go, yeah, do you know what that that day was brilliant. So it's it's you know it's it's, it's the icing on the cake. It's wee touches like that, you know, make people come back to you, and it's just all about going that extra mile, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, good good stuff, definitely. And where are you based from then, Killian? Do you have a base or are you mobile? We are. <laughs> Well, we're uh, yeah, we're a mobile company, um, and we're we're luckily enough to use now we're the only outdoor centre locally that's allowed to use two um, residential centres here that are based in Rostrava, right in the village. Um, we're lucky to look, to work alongside um, the Pabuni Centre, which is run by the Presbyterian Church, I do believe, as well as then there's a wee small youth centre in the village, um, which is also run by the Presbyterian church as well so we're, we're, we've been really brilliant and uh, we've been really lucky to be to be able to work alongside them and, and we continue to do so and um, formed a really good work relationship now and you know going forward and um, a couple of things in the pipeline and um, working alongside them and things like that so it's it's, it's good and exciting and uh, it's just great to have that um, exclusivity i suppose of using the two centers and having having the choice of using the two centres. So we're extremely lucky from that point of view. Um, we were only using them now for big day groups that we get in or residentials. Um, but primarily, yes, we are a mobile company. We can come to you. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've been known to go out to schools, local schools, you know, even up in Belfast, anywhere, anywhere in Northern Ireland, south of Ireland, really. And um, we can come to you on team building days and things like that there for your for your school classes or youth groups. And um, so yeah, it's been it's been it's been a good experience all round, clocking up plenty of miles in the car. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And let's talk about when you're busy over the summer then and, and your staff and, and stuff like that. So what's your role in the company Killian, now is it the same as it's always been, or or what do you do now that you're, you know, you obviously have to employ some staff over the summer and things like that. Yeah, so the way the way we operate, um, and it's just purely just because we're 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 a small company, and um, we we actually don't have any full time staff. I am the only <laughs> member of full time staff. What we do is we employ, um, we have a list of about fifteen to twenty freelance staff that we use, and basically the it's as and when required. Um, so you'll find in the outdoor industry that there's quite a lot of freelance staff that will work between maybe four or five different local centres to them. Right, okay. And I'm lucky enough to have quite a lot of freelance staff that I can uh, call upon when, when needed. So basically I'll just we'll have a way I operate is I have a group text and basically whoever gets to me first, whoever gets back to me first gets to work. Um, <laughs> so that's that's and they know that they they understand that so it's it's no I can't it's it, it's not like I can ask somebody and wait for five days for an answer and um, sometimes you just sort of need to know there and then and it, it, you know what it's worked really well and um, it's a classic case of why fix something if it's not broken you know it, yeah. it's great they 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 enjoy it um, and the, the staff that I have are great they're very reliable and um, you know they're always there when I need them. So it's been good, yeah. And as far as the winter months then are concerned, yes, I'll still use the freelance staff. Obviously, I still need them. Um, but some of them is seasonal, so a lot of people will just come to Ireland just just for the freelance work, and then we'll go home. A lot of people come over from England, things they got there, or, or different parts of Europe, just come over to work. 
for the summer. Uh, so during the, during the winter months, freelance can be a wee bit more difficult to get, but um, I do have maybe five or six guys that I would mainly call upon um, when, when, when I need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's great. And you're and so you are you are kind of employing local guys and stuff as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, they would be my main. They would be the first port of call, and then if they're they're busy or working elsewhere, then I'll take the next step to the next couple of guys. But I always have five or six ones that I would mainly call upon. They're all local as well, so which, which is great. Yeah, cool, cool. And you have you have loads of um, different activities and stuff available there. You know, you've everything from archery to rock climbing to raft building, MTB, horse riding. You have everything there. You have loads going on. So, what made you decide those? Decide to choose those kind of activities? Um, the, well, I suppose the reason being was it's just because those are the activities that I was sort of brought up in in the outdoors. I suppose you could say, and um, the, the activities that I that I know, like the back of my hand, and um, that I'm qualified to run. So it's it, it was sort of across the whole. It's I suppose it's just the, across the board. Sorry, I suppose it's just the, the activities that I know best. And um, mm-hmm. going forward, it's um, there is one or two more activities that I would like to add to the list. Um, but I've been lucky in the fact that for the likes of the horse riding, obviously I don't keep a load of horses. <laughs> but, um, I am very lucky in the fact that I would work alongside the likes of Narrow Water Equestrian Centre, who, um, who then I would call upon if I ever did get inquiry or maybe somebody's just looking to do horse riding for themselves and one other. I would just mm-hmm. pass them on to, to Michael over there in, in Narrow Water. He's brilliant. And with the likes of Group Fight, if I get a a group booking in then to know he'll look after me and I'd take the group to him and you know it's it works both ways and then for example he would get maybe inquiries to know is there anything else we can do and he'll you know put them in touch with me which is great so again it's all about local businesses working together and you know helping support each other and things like that yeah no i think that's that's very important in that environment because obviously unless you're a massive outfit you can't do everything and you you know you you can't have all the equipment required you would need you would need to be turning over some serious dough to be able to do that kind of thing so absolutely absolutely and it's, it's taken us quite a while now to get where we are you know we've you know we've, we've quite a substantial amount of equipment now which is great but it hasn't been easy from the start you know it's you know at the start you're you're phoning, borrowing equipment or, you know, you're renting equipment off other people. And mm. you know, it's, it, there's an awful lot of running and bite involved with that. But, you know, as the years progressed, you know, we've, we've, seen, we've always put a bit of money to the side and always been, um, I'm, I'm a great believer in reinvesting in, within the company, you know, so we're always buying new equipment. We're always changing out equipment so that we have nice, new, fresh equipment for the oncoming season, for example. At the end of every year, come November, December, I'll sell off all the mountain bikes that we have. And, uh, excuse me, then come January, end of January, February, then a new, a new fleet of bikes will arrive. So I give myself I give myself two months to sell all the bikes before we get the other ones in. And uh, it just means that we'll have a fresh new fleet of bikes there. You know, it keeps the maintenance down. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it looks good as well. You know, there's no point in holding on to bikes for 
five, six years and, you know, you're, you'll be constantly fixing them and some maintenance involved and then your time put into that. So it was, it's, it's just, it's just you look after the equipment, you know, your equipment look after you and mm. it's, it's, um, it's paid dividends. Yeah, no, that would be very important, I, w- I would think. So what's your, what would you say would be your most, um, what would be your most popular activity, would you think? Our most popular activity, hands down, would be the water bouldering that we do. Right. And, oh. and what water bouldering is, is walking up a river, sliding down rock slides, jumping into rock pools, and uh, climbing waterfalls, swimming across rock pools and things like that. Um, it really is a high adrenaline activity. Um, something similar to Coast Near, but only mm-hmm. you're, you're on a river. So you're on slow, slow moving river and you know it's, it's completely 110% safe. Um, it's brilliant for all Adrian's groups, Adrian's groups, and um, from birthday parties right through to youth groups, corporate team days, hen and stag parties. Um, at, at this rate, I, I could safely say that we could probably camp out at the river for two months of the year because we'll be there <laughs> pretty much every day. So it's definitely one of our most popular activities for staff and for clients. Um, I have to say it's, it's an absolute fantastic activity. Yeah, and what or who would be your normal kind of clientele? You, you mentioned groups and stuff there and work dues and things. Would you find that you're getting mostly groups, or do you get do you get you know like single people coming and wanting to do stuff just by themselves, or by themselves and a friend and and things like that? Or yeah, it 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 it, it's a, it varies across the spectrum. To be quite honest, and um, yeah, we get we get just groups of friends phoning up. Are you free this day? Can you take us waterboarding? No problem. You know. Birthday parties as well is another big one during the summer, um, and then primarily and mainly it would be like the likes of youth organisations or school groups that we'd get then just before the summer, or just after, just starting in September for induction days and things like that. There, they're just looking to get out and you know just have a bit of a fun day with them, and, mm-hmm. and then throughout the, the entire summer, um, we work with uh, quite a lot of youth groups out of Belfast. Um, and just meeting them there at Bloody Bridge in Newcastle and um, with all the equipment and uh, getting onto the river so it, it is it is a it, it does cover quite quite a lot um, like as far as the injury age range goes um, minimum age would probably be five, uh, sorry eight for the river um, eight years upwards and there was one particular group we had in the youth group I can't remember where they're from but one of their their youth leaders, she was, um, oh, she was absolutely dynamite. She, um, she done everything the kids done, and she was in her seventies. Oh, wow! Yeah, she done all the jumps, all the slides. Absolutely amazing woman. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, do do you find that that a lot of these youth leaders or or people, not saying it's a bad thing, but they kind of hand the kids off to you and go, there you go, I'm away for a few hours. You know, yeah, do, your, do your worst kind of thing. You know what, that, that's no problem. Um, we, we don't mind that. It takes it, it, it makes them a wee bit relaxing because what you have to understand too is, you know, these, the, the, the like youth leaders and, and, and school teachers and stuff like that, they're doing this all the time, day in, day out. Um, so I, I, I can I can empathise with them because it, for them it, it probably and can be quite monogamous for them just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but 
you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's not a problem. If they don't even want to get into the river, there's a path that goes the whole way along um, up the river alongside us, so they can actually just walk up the path, and which they pretty much do 99% of the time anyway, mm-hmm. not in the river mm-hmm. with us, and just walk up the path taking pictures and things like that there, just laughing at the kids and making fun of them. So, uh, yeah, I could know it's, it's, it's something we, we don't mind at all. And you'll find that with most activities or even the residentials, um, um, I would say probably 50% of the groups that we get in, the leaders wouldn't really partake in the, in the activities, which mm-hmm. and we don't mind at all. It's, you know, it's up to their own discretion when they're, when they're with us, you know, we're in charge of them anyway. But when the groups have their own free time, the likes of residentials, then it will be up to their teachers and group leaders to, to look out for them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you do do you offer certain or different packages? Can you do a couple of days? Can you do a weekend? Do you offer anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. We do. Um, for, for, with regards to our residential packages, we can do. Um, we've we've even got recently there inquiries for two week residentials. So wow. so they'll be coming to us for two weeks. Now with that there, that won't be full two weeks of activities. It will be the likes of taking them out. You know, for, for day tours, so we'll be taking them out to the Giants Causeway, for example, and maybe down to Dublin shopping and things like that there. So just getting out, seeing local tourist attractions and things like that. And then, obviously, the mixed days and mix up the days and do outdoor activities and things with them. Um, mm-hmm. right, right down to one-night residentials. Um, so the main, the main, I'd say the main um, packages that we would do, the most popular ones would be the, the two- and three-day residentials. Um that you come and you maybe arrive down on a Friday, late Friday afternoon or Friday evening, and uh, stay till Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, which are extremely popular, as well as the one-night residentials, as I said. But um, yeah, all different packages, even for a half-day activities, or if you want to come for a full day with a group of mates, you know, it's... it's if, if you can dream it, we can do it type thing. <laughs> yeah, well, they, that must take an amazing amount of organisation. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. Um, basically, f- for the residentials, I will leave here. Say, for example, our uh, the main body of our residentials will run from Tuesday to Thursday. Um, so I'll I'll leave the house here half seven eight o'clock on a Tuesday morning, and I won't be back in the house until maybe Thursday evening seven eight o'clock that night. Um, wow. after you get all the equipment stored away again and washed down, cleaned, you know, bikes. Uh, serviced you know so there is it's not when people come up to you like, the amount of people and groups and kids you can oh, you the best job in the world this is absolutely amazing yeah. and all you can think of is oh it's just not all glamorous behind the scenes believe no, me no no they don't see all the service and enough the bikes to cleaning of wetsuits and you know it's 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 it's, it's a constant it's a constant battle but um yeah. and again i wouldn't change it for the world i love what i do and you know, obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. No, and I think people do overlook that kind of thing. There's a lot of prep goes into it. There's a lot of cleaning and and maintaining equipment, as you say. But also, when you're working with people all day, every day, you have to be on top of your game all the time. And that in itself isn't that easy. Sometimes you would just feel like, you know what, I, I just really don't want to speak to anybody today. You, know? you do, you do, you definitely. And you know, I, I can, I can verge even days myself where you're waking up and you just the last thing I want to do is jump into a river right now. Yeah. Uh, but 
it's 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 the group that keeps you going. To be quite honest, because you see them all all geared up, ready to go, excited, and you know you you have to be excited to get them in the mood. Because if you're if you're going into to a room full of kids, you know, and you're you're down in the dumps and you're tired and you're yawning and you're scruffy looking just out of bed, it's you you're going to get kids going. Well, well, if the leader if the leader isn't going to do it, I don't want to do it type thing, you know. So you have to, you always have to be on top of your game, as you say. And um, always have to be energetic and things they got there. But yes, after residential, it's said we pretty much sleep for 12 hours solid. <laughs> it is a turn. But as you say, there's, a, there's an awful lot of organizing, you know, from food and organizing cleaners, cooks, and things they got there right through to organizing the staff and actually running the activities. It is a massive, massive detail to take on. But again, it's, it's worth it whenever you see the groups going home really happy and ecstatic. and you know, you're hearing the kids on the phones to their mum and dad saying how, how much of a brilliant time they're having. And, you know, then you're always getting um, messages from the group leaders asking to, to put pictures up on the Facebook page and things like that there. So it is, it's great. And it's very, very rewarding, I have to say. Um, you know, when you're, you you take on these challenges with these groups, and sometimes groups can be more difficult than others. Um, but most of the time, it's, it, it runs very smoothly. And... Um, it's, it's helping kids, you know, boost their confidence, you know, overcoming fears that they may have and wee things they got there. And when you're there and, you know, they, they see you and you're, you're trying to help them overcome a fear, as they say, and mm. they do. Maybe it could be a simple fear of, of water or jumping into water. Silly things they got there and you're there every step of the way helping them and you're jumping into pools with them. And it's nine times out of ten they're the kids that you can't get out of the water at the end. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, well. it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's really rewarding seeing, you know, kids facing wee challenges like that. Um, and adults as well. Um, and just, just overcoming those wee steps and those wee fears. And, you know, it's, it's all about just pushing the boundaries a wee bit. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's brilliant, I have to say. No, very good. No, very good. And that would make it worthwhile, you know, getting a response like that. Definitely awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's chat about your hire equipment because you also offer event hire, um, yeah. zip lines and mountain bike skills course equipment. Yeah. Can you tell us a wee bit about that, the the mountain bike skills course stuff? That looks pretty awesome. I've seen images you put up about it. Yeah, no, it's it's the, probably the mountain bike skills course that we have is one of the, the first activities. It was one of the first things we started the track more extreme. And it was just primarily to take to different events and let kids try out mountain biking. Um, a bit like you say, it's like it's like taking a, a bouncy castle to an event. Um, but only we, we came up with the, the concept of taking um, a mountain bike skills course that we have. And each year we sort of add to it a wee bit, which is, which is quite good. And I think we're, we're probably going to have to stop, stop adding to it because it's, <laughs> it's becoming a logistical nightmare when you're trying to go to an event. Um, and if it fits in as well, so it, it, it is extremely popular, especially for, for all local kids when we use it, parts of it as well for our our uh, mud monkeys that we do on a Saturday, and we'll take different sections down every couple of weeks just to let them mess about mm-hmm. on things they got there, and they absolutely love it. And um, so yeah, the mountain biking course was one of the first things that we we came up with. It was one of our first activities, a clock more stream along with the mountain biking guide. Um, and it's it's just proven to be brilliant, you know, having the different local events here 
um, throughout the year, as well as our zipline, mobile zipline that we came up with two years ago. Um, and it's it's been great now. We haven't um, been pushing the zipline end of things, to be quite honest, just purely because we're too busy. And it's just the setup time with the zipline. You sort of have to be down there the day before for events. Right. But with the likes of, like, and we do offer it, but we, we just don't push it. But it, it is certainly there for for hire, absolutely. And all of these things come fully staffed and fully equipped as well um, for, for the day. Um, but it's, it's, it's proven to be quite popular, I have to say. I was sort of shocked. I didn't think it would be as, as popular as what it was. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. And then with the likes of um, Mountain Bike Hire that we do as well to add to that um, mm-hmm. for local trails here in Ross Driver. So it's all been solving go 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 yeah it's just coming up with different ideas and trying to trying to come up with something different because groups alike are they're always looking for something different to do so it's just trying to offer them that just go that extra mile for them and you know the more basically the more you can offer then the, you know, the more that they have to choose from and it's, it's it's not like they're coming back to do the same thing over and over again they, at least they can have a different choice of activities each time you visit yeah yeah so let's talk a wee bit more about mountain biking then um because that skills course looks awesome. You know, I'm sure you get lots of adults going on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> just not the, sure. just not yeah. the kids. Yeah. Um, so what what do you offer then in the way of mountain biking? In the way of mountain biking, we have our mountain bike skills course that we have for higher our events. And um, again, like I said, it, it's it's pretty popular with kids and adults alike. And what's funny is because you'll see kids on the mountain bike course, and then you'll get the dads looking up and going. I fancy a bit of that. Um, <laughs> it's funny because most of the time it's the kids showing the parents up, um, which is mm-hmm. funny to watch. And it, it's, it's brilliant. It, it's fantastic. Um, then what we other ha- what we also have then, mountain biking-wise, is our mountain bike hire. We have a fleet of specialized pitches that, mm-hmm. we, that, we, that I'm currently waiting to take hold of our 2018 fleet. At the minute, it should be in next week, all going well. Um, then we offer different group guide rides and things like that there. We offer skills-based activities for the mountain biking. And we offer like four to six-week coaching weeks. Wow. And that has been quite popular with different um, techs, like Lisburn Tech and Binder Tech and everything like that there, um, and Mary Tech here as well. And so it, it basically runs over four or six weeks, depends on how long, and we'll use different trail centers doing that mm-hmm. but we sort of progress them so for, for example we'll start off at Mary Peters and the trails there Barnes Dements and uh, build them up and then finishing off with Rush Driver so it's basically using the different trail centres for, for their abilities wise just to progress them um, mm-hmm. each week doing a skills based session with them whether it be track stands or front wheel lift or back wheel lift you know it's just getting them to confident on the bike being confident on on the likes of braking for example or cornering um, and then building that up to the the harder trail centers and finishing them off here in Ross Driver doing the full red loop then which as I'm sure you know is quite technical for mm. a beginner or even intermediate rider so it is it is it is good to see that progression and then it's good for the teachers to come along as well because they, they actually love getting out on the bikes. So I think it's I think it's rather <laughs> than the than the students. But um, then what else do we have? We have our kids mountain bike sessions and um, we call that mud monkeys. 
Mm-hmm. It runs every Saturday afternoon from two to half three, and it's based in Kilbony Park um, for the hour and a half. And again, it's just it's just all about getting the kids out of the house, doing something different. And you know, some of the kids that we get there are brilliant. You know, they're they're either at gymnastics or Gaelic or rugby or football. You know, all morning or swimming classes all morning, and then we'll come to to us to do mountain biking after after lunch. And mm-hmm. you know, all we hear from the parents is it's absolutely brilliant because they just sleep as soon as they get home right through to Sunday, pretty much. So it's um, it it it's mainly just about getting the kids out. You know, it's bringing something new, getting them out on their bikes. You know, progressing their skills on the bikes, making them aware of the, of the dangers, do's and don'ts, basically. And um, when they're out in the bike, and just being safe, all and that's as I'm sure you know, Club Bunny Park, it's it's all completely in a safe environment as well. So when we do start our sessions, we do cover a bit of skills like breaking corner and maybe steep groundwork descending, and then at the second half of the session, then we'll take them onto the trails, and then just putting that skills to the use on the trails, just getting them getting them used to their bikes. And what kind of age can attend that, Colin? That's from ages um, six upwards, from right. really six, between six and 15. And then we'll find after, when, when they get to that age, 14, 15, they'll just want to go off and do their own thing then um, mm. with, with their mates, which is totally fine. And, that, and that's what it's all about, because when you're going out riding and doing that wee bit more with your friends, you sort of push each other anyway. So, you know, that's then where you get further development then into, into what, what they want to do, whether it be downhill, enduro, cross-country. But, but at the minute, we primarily just sort of just do like sort of small cross-country spins with the kids every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, and what about cost and equipment hire for the kids? Can they also hire equipment? We don't have kids' bikes at the minute, um, unfortunately, but it is it is in the pipeline. It's one of the things that we're, we're looking into. Um, but as far as costs concerned, every Saturday, um, we're there from 2 o'clock to half 3, and it's only £6.00. For the hour and a half, and the kids take their own bikes, and we can supply helmets free of charge if the kids don't have helmets. Um, but as far as bikes are concerned, the, the kids just take their own bikes, and they're mainly just all local kids that come down mm-hmm. Saturday. That's cool, and you seem to run that quite a lot through the year because I've seen posts, social posts of you putting up runs and stuff. Does that run most of the year? That runs throughout the whole year. Um, wow. We start from we start we, we don't run it during the summer months, so um, July and August we don't run it just due to our summer camps then that we have. We just run yeah. kids' adventure camps, um, but that'll run from September right through to June then. Yeah, and, and that's awesome for the, the kids, and I'm sure it's awesome for the parents too. They can let their kids go for an hour and a half and get a bit of exercise and get a bit of fresh air. Well, that's it, yeah. No, a lot of the parents um, tend to just drop the kids off, and then what they'll do is they will um, go go to one of the local cafes or restaurants and just go for a late lunch, effectively. Um, and it's great because it's peace of mind for them, knowing that their, their kids are in safe hands. Um, I've gotten to know the parents now throughout the years, and you know, they, they absolutely love just bringing the kids down and what they'll do is they'll let the kids go off mountain biking with us while they go off walking or, you know, as I say, go to a local cafe or take the dogs for a walk. And, you know, it is it is a great social aspect mm. to it, which is brilliant, which is what the intention was really. It's, it's just, again, all about getting people off the sofa, isn't it? And, you know, just getting yeah. into the outdoors. Yeah, it's cool. And how many, how many kids would you get turning up to a session, say? 
And um, what we do is we don't we don't offer booking. Um, so on any one Saturday, there could be between 10 and 16, 17 kids that yeah. turn up. Um, as I said, it's it's not we don't we don't take bookings. So I do have again loving the old group chats. I do have a group chat with all the parents. Um, and what I'll do is um, I'll text them two or three days before, just just weather dependent, really, just to make sure, just to let them know that yes. Mud Monkeys is still running. See, it's all at 2 o'clock on Saturday type thing. Just let them know that mm-hmm. it's running and that they don't have to feel committed um, to um, for their kids to turn up every week. And do you see many kids returning? Do you get kids that are there week in, week out, whenever it's on? Absolutely. We have kids there who are complete diehards. <laughs> they, 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 they will turn up here in Slater Snow, um, which is <laughs> brilliant. And we do only, only in extreme cases if, if it is lashing sideways rain we will cancel it but if, if it's if it's only a wee bit of rain a wee bit of skip we, we will 90 percent of the time we'll, we'll go ahead and run it um but again it, it's something it's getting the kids out into the element uh, elements um, and and a lot of them really enjoy just getting out and you know just getting muddy and having 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 a good laugh with their friends and mm-hmm. as far as kids returning week in week out yeah there's the quite about 80 percent of our kids that, that we have and um, will be there every week yeah so what we've started to try and do now is develop that into sort of like a mud monkeys mountain bike team <laughs> as part mm-hmm. of so you know we've got the the xmtv winter series coming up or, or spring series sorry coming up in normal park so i've been trying to get the parents now to, to take their kids to the mountain bike races and um, and things they got there. We have had kids last year who started doing the, the Vitus Cup. Um, wow. Joe races, yeah, um, James, and has been hooked ever since and has done all the underage races for the Enduro. So it, it's been brilliant and, it, and it's great. Um, again, James has now progressed and he's going out with mates now, which is brilliant. And it's, it's just getting the parents to commit to taking them to these races because I know I know what's involved an awful lot and it does take up a lot of your time and you know full day but it, again it's 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 great to see that that um, enjoyment with kids mm-hmm. even after even after the mountain bike sessions it's you know they're all telling them that was brilliant that was great crack and you know can't wait till next week and you'll get parents sending me messages on the group chat you know thanks a billion for today we Danny love that there, and you know, <laughs> definitely be back and all this guy on. So it's great. So it's just trying to get them to progress now into that racing stage, um, which which can be hard to do. You know, families go away for the weekend and things they like got there, but I'll, I I won't quit until I have. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's funny because I was going to ask you that because in that kind of environment with with young children and, and doing that and getting into it and getting stoked on it, you know, I was going to ask, do any of them then become more serious and and maybe talk to you about racing and about trying to do that or where they can go to do that? And so it's very interesting at that that you know you're almost feeding that league, so it's very good. Yeah, no, it's, it is great, and, and the kids love it. And again, I, I work very closely alongside um, Uri Wheeler Cycling Club. So again, it's it's trying to, it's just trying to get kids to to try and explore all aspects of cycling and not just mountain biking. Um, you know, every year I'll ask kids, would they be interested in, in doing the road cycling? Because 
at the minute it's it's extremely hard to get kids into the road cycling scene and you know junior riders are few and far between for cycling yeah um but it's it's again it's it's um i think it's just trying to trying to get parents to commit to taking these kids to these events um but you're 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 constantly fighting against you know the, they'll always be on like football teams or gymnastics teams, swimming teams. Mm. They're always going to different events, and I, I completely understand that. That's, that's, and I think it's brilliant. I think it's great that all these kids are getting out doing these things. Um, but again, it's 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 just making them aware that there's other options out there, and it's not just mountain biking because you, you'll find that maybe sometimes kids are having a bit of an off day, and uh, just it, it's just not happening for them, and they're constantly falling, and you know. So it's it's just trying to pick them up and you know, progress them and build on their strength. But um knock no it's brilliant now I have to say and I'll uh, I'll keep plugging away at the races and things like that and hopefully something something good will come out of it. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get a dedicated a dedicated team, a mud monkeys clock more extreme team. How does that ring off the top of the tongue? Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a tongue twister there. Uh, <laughs> Yes, so it's it's all it's all in the pipeline. As I was saying, it's I'm working closely with the Newry Wheelers Cycling Club. You know, I've been a member there for as, as long as I can remember, and it's um it's it's just trying to get the youth basically into the club and, and progress as a club. And um, obviously, I don't want to take away from the club either. And mm. um, so we're, we're going to maybe we're, we're trying to get something in the pipeline to try and get kids to go to and start doing local cyclocross races in the winter months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's things they got there, and it's, it's hit or miss. You don't know until you try. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, very good, very good. And just for anybody listening out there that's thinking of maybe taking their kid to the Mud Monkeys with yourselves, what kind of stage of riding do they need to be at? Do they need to be off stabilizers and that kind of thing, or or what way does it work? Yeah, no, we we, we can't unfortunately just just due to the terrain. Yeah. Um, cannot take kids on on stabilizers and and not only that it's it's not fair to other kids you're probably going to obviously be a wee bit faster without stabilizers so and i said ideally they don't need to be super confident as long as they can ride a bike unaided and comfortably Um, and as i said anywhere from six seven upwards and we will take so definitely give us a shout on on our facebook pages our instagram or twitter and uh, we will guide you further and for any more information that you move on. Yeah, no, that's cool. And um, I can put info on show notes and, and uh, that kind of thing. So if anybody wants to get in contact, they can do that quite easily with you. Um, so just let's just go back to your other guided tours and coaching courses and stuff like that. Is that quite popular still? Yeah, so basically what we would do normally with the, the mountain biking guided tours, it's primarily... I would say more so now focused on groups. So mm-hmm. for the like school groups and, and different techs and different colleges throughout Northern Ireland and the South and be more popular with them now. So what they'll do is, I said, they'll come to me for between a four and six week program or it can either be part of their residential package where we'll do mountain biking as an activity and, and do like a guided tour, obviously not on the whole trails just due to time, but and we'll take them, certainly take them on a good bit of the, the lower sections of the red trail in Restraver. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and beforehand, obviously taking them on the trails, what we'll do is we'll do a really small skill session with them just to cover things like braking, cornering and, and bike balance and body position on the bike and um, just so as to simulate then when we're on the trails just to make them comfortable because a lot of people, you know, they'll be, yeah, I can ride a bike, no problem. But when you take them off a solid tarmac ground um, and put them on a, a single trail, they uh, definitely get their eyes opened and mm. half the time they're, nope, this is not for me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just putting them and trying to get them out of their comfort zones. And um, so it's, again, just doing the wee skilled session before the actual mountain biking starts and then taking them into the park to, the, to go on the lower sections of the red trails. Um, so again, it's, it's mainly with our residential groups and um, we'll do the mountain biking and then it's other colleges and schools will book for a four to six week program to do mountain biking just to show because they'll need to show progression on an activity as part of their course. And um, so it's, it's just basically to show that there. And so with the likes of those week long programs, we'll start off with a simple, a simple skill session, not even going near the trails. So we'll spend a couple of hours riding about the park, covering basic skills like balance, corner and, um, uh, breaking and things like that there using different obstacles and what we'll do is we'll take obstacles from our mountain bike course mm-hmm. and put them on the grass so they can try and just get the feel of, of, of riding sort of off-road and again it's just helping them get that body balance on the bike and positioning on the bike then for when they do go on the trails then so when we progress then we'll start with blue trails and then we'll progress on to the harder stuff like the red trails have you seen an uptake on people and people wanting to mountain bike and do that kind of thing? Yeah, it's um, it could be. It's not that they, they want. We'll get the likes of the bike car and things they got there. We will get group guide rides, and um, um, but they're they're few and far between. And um, now, so just just purely because we've stopped pushing for them because we're getting so popular with the likes of the residentials, mm-hmm. um, and and. With, with the bike car again, the bike car is not something that we will or have been pushing, but it's a service that we do offer. And um, but for the likes of, of both male and female riders, it's I'd say it's fifty fifty. You know, and, and most of the time, females are the girls are give it way more than the lads type thing. So it, it's funny to watch them come as a, as a mixed group because there's always a good bit of slagging going on and a bit of banter. <laughs> And so it's, it's kind of funny whenever the, the girls are out doing the, the lads. So you do get that camaraderie there. It, it's quite good and, and makes the session more enjoyable for everybody as well. So absolutely, you know, if, if both male and female, if, if, if you're out there, you know, and you're thinking to give it a go, you know, stop thinking about it, just do it. You yeah. know, there's, there's plenty of bike care companies all about the north now. They're popping up all over the place, which is brilliant to see. There's so many trail centres um, and I believe there's talks now up in Ballycastle um, of possibly getting the trail centre. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the world's your oyster. Yeah, certainly it's, it's getting more popular, and I know Garva's got big plans Yeah. to have something up and running and finished by spring 19, kind of around there. So about a year's time, I suppose, roughly. Yeah. And it'll be brilliant to see. So it's good because it gives... Like, as you know yourself, mountain bikers sort of like to travel as well to different trail centres, and, that, and that's all part of the experience and getting out. It's, it's, you know, it's that journey down there, having a crack with your mates 
on the way down. And, you know, it's, it, it, it makes it a good fun day out for everybody. So, you know, the, the more trail centers that pop up, the better. And, and it's, uh, it's just brilliant to see. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's been an extremely long time coming, especially for the likes of Restrever here. I've been, as I said, I've been mountain biking for nearly 18 years now. And even when I first started mountain biking when I was 14, 15, the, the lads that I were talking to um, was going out with, they, mm. at that time, they were saying that they're constantly emailing the council and phoning the council and writing to the council to get proper mountain bike trails built. So it's it's been it's been a long, long drawn out process, and it's the same. I think it's the same with every council. It's you know it's, it's for them. It's stepping into the unknown, but again, it's a classic case of you don't know until you try type thing. Yeah, certainly, and I think it's very interesting that you're seeing as many girls attending as there is guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's even, very encouraging. Yeah, even even as far as our, our mud monkeys go on a Saturday afternoon for kids, you know, we, we've a handful of, uh, of girls uh, that turn up and absolutely love it. And again, it's, it's all down to, I'd say, a lot of the time, you'll probably find that uh, it's either their mum or their dad mountain bikes. So they're trying to get their kids into it. Um, so I'd say a lot of the time it's due to that. And then there's, there's other kids there that turn up and their, and their parents don't bike. And again, girls, boys are like, love it, have a great time. They're back every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, it's, it's very encouraging. I think, you know, with the trail centres we have now and the trail centres that we may have in the near future, if we can get young riders more involved and there's the want there for it, then the trail centres will keep getting better. They'll get second phases. All that will happen. But I suppose we need the riders for that to happen. You know. Yeah, we do need the riders. And again, it's all it's all about youth development. Um, mm. The more youth riders we can get in to the sport, you know, the more I reckon then the council will see this and acknowledge it. And uh, then they'll start throwing money at it at phase twos and things they got there you know build more trails which and it needs to be done because you know there's only there's only so many times you can ride the red loop and reserve before you start getting bored of it yeah and that i I can see that now you know that that's starting to happen even as far as the downhill trails go there's lads there that i know do the downhill trails and use the uplifts there and it's you know they're crying out for more downhill trails and there is wee secret trail ferries that are going off and building their own downhill trails. <laughs> it's it, it happens everywhere, and you're not going to stop it. You know, and it's mm. it's I I done it myself when I was a young buck, and it's you do you go out, you spend a couple of weeks building the trail, and then you go and you know take your bike to it and have a bit of crack on it, and that's that's how these trails have been developed now because of of that. Yeah. I'd like to think I had, had my part to play in uh, in getting the trails in the Strabber. So yeah, no, it's it's been it's a it's it's been an ongoing battle for mountain bikers alike, um, throughout the entire north and south of Ireland. And it's you know it's it's great to see now that local authorities are are acknowledging this now. And you know because you have your running tracks, you have your BMX tracks, you have your swimming pools, you have your football and rugby pitches. And, you know, so why not mountain bike trails? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're, we're slowly getting there. We're slowly getting there. Yeah, I think it's an exciting time, to be honest, to be a mountain biker, in yeah. all fairness here. Um, so, off topic a wee bit, um, 
I was thinking if if somebody was wanting to get involved in the outdoor adventure uh, thing and is wanting to come to work for the likes of yourself, what's the best way of going about that? If somebody's wanting a bit of summer work, what should they be doing? Who should they be contacting? What kind of qualifications do they need? Would you just give us a quick rundown of that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we take on, um, as I said, I have my own freelance staff that I that I come across. And basically, we've we've all come up through um, the love of the outdoors. Effectively, um, there's quite a number of training centres throughout the entire country. Um, my local one here would be Tullymore Outdoor Centre, um, which are a training centre that give out then all the different um, qualifications mm-hmm. that needed to work in the outdoors. So, qualifications wise, you know, you've got your your canoeing, you've got your rock climbing, which is called your SPA, Single Pitch Award, and you've got your Mountain Leader Award for guiding in the mountains, <clears throat> and you've got your Trail Cycle Leader, which is your mountain bike qualification then, and then you can you can further all these qualifications. You've got your kayak and level one, two, three, four. So it, it, the list is endless now. Yeah. There's, there's so many more activities now as well. So you've got stand-up paddleboard qualifications and everything. So yeah. The list is endless, um, but I do highly recommend, you know, constantly keeping in touch with all these, all the local tra- uh, training centres, and um, because what a lot of them do would run a trainee program, and um, the likes of Tollymore here, um, which is only down the road from me, um, they run a trainee program every year, but it's only open to, I think it's seven or eight people. Right. Wow. You can come in as a total greenhorn and. They will put you through all your outdoor qualifications um, throughout the year, and in turn for that, then you're obviously working in the centre, working alongside the, the qualified instructors that are there, and getting knowledge of, of of the different types of groups that you work with, the different types of environments that you'll be in. You know, it's it's a, it is an absolute fantastic experience alone, let alone opportunity. And um, because with these qualifications, you, you can work all over the world. You know. Mm-hmm. And this is endless. You can go out to Canada there. You go out to British Columbia there in Canada. And, uh, you know, work seasonal. You could work during the winter months, you know, as a ski instructor, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, doing things they got there and then stay there during the summer months as a mountain bike instructor or, you know, a mountain guide or whitewater rafting. You know, the, the, it's, the list is endless and the opportunities is endless. People are always crying out. The bigger, bigger adventure companies in these places and um, we're always crying out for instructors um, every year so again you'll, you'll never be stuck for work um, as far as freelancing or going to those other countries even like so going out to Australia and things like that it's, um, it, it, it's, it's quite exciting yeah yeah no it definitely seems to be and, and that whole extreme thing is, is such a lifestyle now for so many people you know and it just seems to be, be so popular yeah it is it is um, you know, even even the likes of you, you, I'm sure you probably noticed the likes of adventure races, um, and up all over the place, and it's brilliant to see. So you're running, you're mountain biking, you're road cycling, you're kayaking, you know, you're sea kayaking, and and it's brilliant. And so many people are getting hurt on it, but it's again, it's 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 not only the the enjoyable aspect of it. It's again it's a social thing because you'll find it's always a group of people doing it together and. You know, very rarely you're, do you see people out on, on their own. 
grows or the group of mates. So it's, it's, it's a great social aspect for it, not just for yourself, but even for your, for your own mental health. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It's just getting out, enjoying, enjoying life. And that, that's, that's what you got to do. You know, people, people are going out there working to live, but, you know, you have to find that balance. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, getting out into the outdoors, getting away from TVs, computers, getting away from phones, internet, social media, just getting out into the outdoors, into the unknown, and, you know, just taking it all in, embracing it, um, and uh, bring a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well said, sir, well said. Live life, uh, live life through the outside, not through a screen, you know. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Even saying that, I'm standing behind a laptop now and a microphone on my face. And <laughs> oh, I'm going I'm, I'm to be behind a laptop for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, so it was give and take, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what about the future then, Killian? What about uh, Clockmore Extreme? Anything planned there for the future? Anything new happening that you could uh, give us a wee sneak preview of? Well, we have we have one or two. I'll, I'm not going to name the activities, but we do have uh, one or two activities that were seriously looking into now at the minute and uh, nearly committing to, to go ahead to, to buying the equipment for them. But again, I don't want to give too much away just in case yeah. it doesn't happen. So um, I'm a great believer in never counting your eggs or never counting your chickens before the eggs have hatched type thing. <laughs> um, I'll keep that one under wraps for now. But, you know, as far as the likes of we're looking into buying kids' bikes, as I said, so hopefully by the end of the year or hopefully by the summer all going well, we'll have a wee small fleet of kids' bikes and things like that there and, you know, it's just, again, just, just building on what we have, reinvesting into the company and uh, just hopefully trying to draw on more and new business. Yeah, it's very important. And I think it's great that you're you're going in other, not other directions, but you're, you're adding to the portfolio you already have. I think, you know, to keep stuff fresh and keep stuff new and be able to give give people something different or something new is very, very important for your, your line of work. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's it's all about adding, you know, another string to your bow, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it's just it's just the more options you have, you know, the more enjoyable maybe you can make that experience for people coming to you, um, for the day or or whatnot. And um, I just I just I just believe that you know if you, if you can have, obviously not too many activities to choose from, but you know it's like going to a good restaurant. You don't want to open a menu and see four thousand things to order. Yeah, yeah know? that's the hard thing. Yeah. That's the hard thing. So it's just, just again, it's trying to find that happy medium. But you know, I think one or two more activities won't won't harm us. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things you can see what works, and you can promote what works, and the bits and pieces that don't work, you can slowly filter them out. Maybe you know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and we have been doing that there for like for example raft building. You know, it's it's an activity that we offer, but I would say we'd probably only do activity once a year. Yeah. To be quite honest. Um, and it's just, it's just, again, it's changing with the times, you know, the, the times are always changing. So you're trying to move with the times as well, you know, so it's something that, yes, we'll probably end up fading the raft building out altogether and not even offering it. But again, it's, it's there. It's another option for, for groups and, and friends alike to, to, to use if, if they want to do the activity. It's there. It's no problem. Um, but again, we, we will continue just to push our most popular activities because you know we know that's what people want. Yeah, exactly. You got to give you got to give the customer and the public what they want at the end of the day. Exactly. 
exactly. You know. Yeah. So just before we wrap up there, Kelly, so how can people best get in contact with yourself and find out what's going on or look at the courses you're doing and book stuff and, and find out availability? Yeah, we have our website, www.clockmoreextreme.com, and we also have our Facebook pages, um, Instagram and Twitter accounts. So again and again, where all, all phone numbers, all the contact details are on each of those social media platforms, as well as our website, obviously, and there's a booking form on our website. So, yeah, certainly do not hesitate to, to give me a call anytime. That's awesome. And um, I'm sure, you know, it's something something brilliant to be doing over the summer there's, there's something out there for everybody to get out and as you say get off the get off the sofa and do something so it's it's great to have the likes of yourselves out there offering all these facilities it's brilliant absolutely no it's great and thank you thanks for having me and enjoyed it Gareth. thank you no not a problem thanks so much for coming on i really appreciate it and you know i just love i love talking to local businesses especially somebody like yourself who's who started out has t- taken that leap of faith and has built it into what it is today i think it's very encouraging and you know we're quite we're quite a small community here in all fairness but we do things quite well at the end of the day you know we do we do and, and as i said you know for any uh, town local towns or businesses you know out there again it's it's all about you know people you often find that it's a dog-eat-dog world and, and people are just out there to compete against each other. And, you know, it's 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 not like that. It, it, it can't be like that. It, it won't work. You need to, and I find it, it's, I find it's helped us massively um, um, from a business point of view um, working alongside other businesses as opposed mm-hmm. to against them. Um, again, it just pays dividends and, you know, it you know you can sort of depend on somebody for a bit of a favor for say per se and you know and, and it's great you know you, you know this is your local business is only a phone call away you know and again it's just all about helping each other out and and uh, trying to drive on your your local uh your local town or village or wherever and uh, just putting it on the map and, that, and that's what we're all trying to do here down in restraver is is get restraver on the map which um, sure you probably agree that it's, it's slowly getting there you yeah, know certainly. especially from a mountain biking point of view you know there's very few mountain bikers don't know about restraver now or haven't mm-hmm. been so it's you know it's great and now we're, we're just pushing for the council now to get a phase two on the go and you know again it'll it's another great um uh, it'll be another great success for the mountain biking community if, if it does go ahead and then probably find that it'll start to happen on other trail centres too. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's great. And I think, you know, there's great opportunity out there for mountain biking at the minute. Um, it's exciting, as I say. I think it's a great time to be involved in the sport. Yeah, hands down, probably one of the best times. As you said um, earlier in our conversation, it's it's mountain biking today in, in, in Ireland is, is as good as it's ever been. And uh, it'll only continue to get better. And um, once you see, you know, people going out and then bringing their kids out and, you know, it'll only progress from there. And, you know, everybody's doing brilliantly out of at local bike shops and things like that there. And, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's finding that happy medium as well. And um, which, which uh, I mentioned earlier about, you know, mountain bikers, I know myself particularly like to travel to different trail centers. Um, it's, it's a good fun day out. And uh, the more trail centers we can see popping up over the country, it's, you know the more the better and you know we're only a, 
a, a small journey away over to England or Wales, you know, over to Scotland, the trail centres over there, and you know, then I need to trip myself over to Wales for the day or the weekend or Scotland, and um, over on the ferry. So again, it's mm. the world's your oyster when you know you can get a group of friends together and plan plan your day out. You know, it might be hard to get away from the waves for a couple of days. <laughs> it's uh, if if it's well planned, it'll go well. It'll it'll it'll, it'll all turn out smoothly. Uh-huh. Awesome, Kellen. Awesome. So, listen, thanks very much for chatting today. I really appreciate it, and thanks for coming on the show. Very welcome. Thank you for having me. Delighted. And uh, I, I hope this uh, Easter and summer goes very well for you, and, and things go, and you get them new activities up and running. It would be awesome. And um, next time I'm down around your area, I'll definitely give you a shout, and we can hook up and have a cup of coffee or something. Not a problem. Not a problem. Or I might jump in a river with you or something. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> your mates <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright thanks very much appreciate it bro no problem Gar. thank you all the best all the best thank you Killian that was awesome thanks so much for all the info mate I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed our chat and thanks for coming on the show and filling us in and what you guys do there so well so folks if you enjoyed the show or if you want more info if you want to find out how to get involved how to work in that industry go to the show notes at www.mtb-tribe.com all Killian's links are on there and contact details and stuff if you want to drop in an email or anything like that he will be more than keen to get back to you and let you know what he thinks and so folks again if you enjoyed the show you can visit it on our website mtb-tribe.com you can download the show directly from there you can listen to the show directly from there it's all free and you can even subscribe get involved and get a wee bit more info you'll get an email every week just telling you who's on the show and when it's available and stuff like that even though it is every Thursday but it will just give you a wee reminder to your inbox there now folks for those that are subscribed and are expecting emails just check your spam folders or your promotion folders or stuff like that because I know some of the emails are dropping into the likes of the promotions folders on Gmail and spam on Yahoo and stuff so just check that if you are expecting an email also you can follow the show on socials on Instagram at MTV Tribe and Facebook MTV Tribe and if you're downloading the show via iTunes please spare 3 or 4 minutes of your day I would really love you to leave a review give us a rating on there and share it with some of your friends that you think would be interested in the show it really helps the show get noticed and folks thank you so much for being here I really appreciate it have a great day I'll speak to you next week.